0: Hey, happy Cyber Monday, everybody. This is just a brief message to remind you that it is Cyber Monday, and if you're going to be taking part in this tradition, <laughs> go to dollarmorecom slash Amazon, which will redirect you through to Amazon, where you can do all kinds of mindless retail shopping. Every little bit goes a long way, and we appreciate your support. All right, welcome to the show, episode 359 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, seated across from me, seated across, directly across, the lovely, the talented, the fan favorite, Brittany Page.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: What's so goddamn funny over there?
2: Um, It just...
0: In your seated position.
2: I appreciate the compliments. That's all. <laughs>
0: So much that you chuckle. Yes, that is.
2: Well, I laugh when I'm uncomfortable. Sometimes <laughs> you do, huh? Sometimes. <laughs> yes.
0: Me too. Mm-hmm. In fact, every time I laugh, I'm uncomfortable.
2: Yeah. Um. I 359 episodes, and I'm still a little <laughs> uncomfortable when I do the show.
0: You. No, it's not usually when you do the show. It's usually afterward.
2: That is correct.
0: When you go through your mind
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and replay every single thing that was said that might be a problem yeah. for someone.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> it is a tremendous amount. And especially lately, a tr- we weren't going to do this, but now we're here. So we're doing it. Uh, a tremendous amount of anxiety on your part.
2: Well, I don't even know if it's that it's going to be a problem for somebody. I've been doing some internal work on this. <laughs> what and internal
0: work is that? Like therapy talk?
2: Well, no, because I haven't been going to therapy, but I've been talking is that about therapy it. talk. Well, I I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, I've been talking to my friends about it, and I think I think it's because. I'm fearful to be, uh, pegged is like one thing. So for example, I've been sharing a lot of articles about the Weinstein stuff yeah, lately, yeah. And, um, I just picture people like seeing me post all that and then, oh, she's like a crazy feminist or something like that. Yeah, Kind yeah. of p- putting me in that box. Or, you know, I talk about something from my past, uh, and then I get pegged as whatever, That might be. Um,
0: And in this case, your past, you mean when you were a young teenager in high school.
2: Yeah. um, But I think that's what it stems from. And I think most people... In the public eye, have to deal with that kind of thing. I'm not saying like I'm in the public eye. Again,
0: you don't have to Um, qualify it.
2: Yeah, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, of being pegged is one thing, and not being recognized as a multi-layered human with many different viewpoints, viewpoints that can change with new information. um, Yeah, you're not a monolith. No an
0: individual modeling.
2: Well, and I think even if you <laughs> have listened to the show the whole time, you have seen changes um, in both of us. And I think any person who's doing thinking correctly will do that. They will change over time. Yeah. It might be small changes, maybe not large things, but maybe large things too. Um, and if you are listening to people, if you're reading, if you're taking in new information, that's that's just going to happen, I You'd think. better change. But anyway, so I think that that's primarily what it is, uh, but... What am I going to do? Can't do anything about it. So
0: just work yourself up and do a frenzy.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> that happens sometimes. All right.
0: Some. Yeah. Sometimes. Yes. That happens. Yes. Meaning every time that we turn off the microphones.
2: No, it is not every time <laughs> that we turn off the microphones. It is not well. It happened this last time because we did the episode with Adam, the yeah, bonus episode,
0: which was released this morning. And
2: you guys were talking about fighting, and then you like called me out and said, "Oh yeah, you do a lot of fighting or whatever." And
0: pretty much not at all how it went. That down. That is exactly how it went
2: down. Uh, fact check me. And <laughs> oddly
0: um, enough, we're able to do that because there's audio. Right,
2: right, right. So I talked about when I was younger and. I got into a couple of physical altercations like throughout you were my childhood. when 15 years old. Well, even young, younger than that. And then probably the last one was probably around 15. Yeah. Um, but no one's holding
0: you accountable as though that's you no, right I'm now. No, I'm saying
2: I, I wasn't able to give context for oh, those right. situations where I wasn't just like attacking people at school. Right. I mean, and, and you just
0: th- randomly walk up to people and start fighting. Them.
2: Yeah. In fact, that my parents were, were very serious about teaching us to fight and we had like rules surrounding it and one of them was that we could not throw the first punch like we could not lay hands on someone first yeah and so anytime something happened
0: probably just for legal culpability not for like some morality issue oh I'm,
2: of course it wasn't morality um <laughs>
0: <laughs> raised by wolves but, everybody
2: so that was that was something i followed although i i didn't always follow it because it wasn't always something physical that initiated it, but it was always bullying is yeah, what yeah. the context was. You're
0: react you're reacting to having been bullied. Yeah. That's for me, that's still today, that's legitimate.
2: Yeah. I know a lot
0: of people would disagree that there's never a time for violence. There's never a time for putting your hands on somebody. Well, let me break it to you. There are plenty of fucking times.
2: Well, especially with kids who are like merciless.
0: Yeah. In their... (laughs) Their bullying pursuits.
2: Yeah. I mean, sometimes nothing works. And speaking from my own experience, sometimes nothing worked. And that worked. Yeah. In in my situation. So um, that was one example where after the fact, I was like, oh, my God, I didn't give enough context for that. I don't want to just sound like I was like walking up to people like punching them in the face because that was not how it was at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and you have to do that because people take things and run with it. And we've even had situations where we talk about things at length, not just a casual oh, mention then of something. and people hear
0: what they think they hear, yeah. what, they, what they think we said.
2: Yeah, but again, that comes back around to you can't really control a lot of those. Yeah. So it's just going to fall how it does.
0: So there's no reason to whip yourself up into a frenzy. <laughs>
2: Oh, I love how you're using that phrase, but like nothing ever comes of it. I'm never like demanding that the episode not be released or... That is true. Something like that. I mean, eventually I'm just like, yeah, whenever I didn't give enough context for that. We, oh, actually, well. we
0: actually went back through and listened to a couple parts that you were, had issue with and then you realized, oh yeah, that's, that's not what I thought it was.
2: Yeah, I mean, it just usually comes down to...
0: A whipping of the frenzy.
2: Well, oops. <laughs> no. Oops, I didn't give enough context for that, or oops, I didn't say that how I would have. Yeah, yeah. You know, things like that, and that's just going to happen. When you run your mouth as much as we do. That's
0: right. Yeah. As Pease would say, when you think in public. Yeah. You know, and we don't just think in public. We we run our goddamn mouth sometimes when it's just talking. Yeah not thinking Mm -hmm. maybe if there was more thinking (laughs) there would be fewer instances of frenzy
2: speak for yourself (laughs) you should be in you should have more frenzies in my opinion
0: i have zero frenzies i think that
2: you could benefit from an occasional frenzy (laughs) is what i'm saying
0: hashtag occasional frenzy (laughs) well happy back from the holidays everybody we uh we took it was nice having a little break although we we've pumped out a whole we got another bonus episode to put out probably tomorrow with Mark Nagel of 720 apiaries yes our bee guy <laughs> formerly mark's beehole mhm and uh we've we've had a good time thanksgiving was a good time although it was 88 fucking degrees
2: oh weather talk
0: well it just sometimes weather talk is warranted because it's insane yeah I wouldn't say, oh, yeah, we had a great Thanksgiving, 58 degrees and, and overcast. It's not <laughs> like I'm a meteorologist. It's just 88 degrees. Yeah. It's not normal. Mm-hmm. It's not acceptable temperature. Yes. yes. not Thanksgiving doesn't, meal.
2: It does not feel like Thanksgiving when that is the sitch.
0: No kidding. Mm-hmm. So we had a good time. It is nice to kind of relax and, you know, do holiday stuff.
2: Well, also, there was a break from the news. We took a break from the news. No, no, th-
0: yeah, there was no break in the news. No, no, we no. took a break. No.
2: From, yeah. from the news. In fact, coming back from taking a break from the news, it, I just feel an overwhelming amount of asshole of today's I see, or assholes of today.
0: The assholes of today.
2: <laughs> today's.
0: Assholes of the day. Yes.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's so many options for that because I haven't been paying attention. And then I come back and I'm reading all these stories and I'm like, oh, that's a good candidate. That's a good one. This is a good one.
0: We have a message thread that is uh,
2: eh, plump,
0: to say the least.
2: Yes. A lot has been going on despite the break. But the break was nice. And we even took the break on the Thanksgiving episode where we talked about only good news. And that was nice. Um, It was funny, though, because I I went to the Huffington Post good news section to find some good news stories.
0: Struggalicious.
2: And like there was eight stories down and one was about like the Las Vegas shooting and eight stories down.
0: Because there's been that little good news that they've reported on.
2: Yeah, Yeah. There's like been no good news. Is that what Huffington Post is trying to say?
0: I wonder if it's kind of the Trump effect. Like, you know, we... People waited until later days to send in their submissions because you really, this year it took a little bit of work to Mm -hmm. think about things that you're thankful for because we're constantly in a state of siege Yeah, because of the Trump administration.
2: Again, want to give some context for that Las Vegas shooting story that was on that section. It was about the blood drive.
0: I'm going to have to get a drop for, oh, we need context (laughs) so people don't think Britney's a monster.
2: Well, you know. Good times.
0: <laughs> Good times. So we do. You have some some data.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Why do you share these data with us relative to holiday? Is this is this? Uh, pew 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 pew. pew, pew. pew, pew. pew, pew. pew, pew.
2: It is not. Why is
0: it never Pew anymore?
2: Well, because there's other polling organizations that Well, we, that we need talk drops about. for
0: them as well.
2: Okay, so this is from the Public Religion Research Institute. Never heard of them. <laughs> oh, yes, you have. Yes, you have. We've talked about them on the show. But I don't know if a drop could be made from that name. I don't know how. Public that... religious stuff. Yeah, well, <laughs> someone will do it, I'm sure. They yeah, do. that's that
0: was a listener submission right yeah. there. So. so
2: this is about the uh, War on Christmas... And how people... I thought,
0: I thought that war was won when Donald Trump was elected.
2: Uh, is that what he says? I I don't know.
0: That's what was said. Remember, I did the video last year during Christmas time. Oh, yeah,
2: I remember that The that war video.
0: was won. We could finally say Merry Christmas again because Donald Trump was president.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Although I'm hearing murmurs of it coming back again because... It's an easy target during the holidays.
2: Well, you know, people have very strong opinions about how store clerks should be greeting people. <laughs>
0: um, you know the important topics in our world.
2: Yeah, uh, not
0: feeding the homeless and housing the homeless. It's whether you know the clerk at Target says "Happy Holidays" in 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 a, in an act of defiance, in an affront to jesus christ himself
2: strong opinions very strong opinions so americans are divided over whether it is more appropriate for stores and businesses to greet customers with happy holidays or season's greetings instead of merry christmas out of respect for people of different religious faiths
0: i think i would be offended if someone said season's greetings (laughs) that's a weird thing to say season's greetings that's weird.
2: Well, it's weird how you just said it, but it, someone might say it. That's the only fine. way to say
0: it. The way I just said okay. it. Okay. Seasons greetings.
2: Forty-seven percent say.
0: <laughs> it vibrated in my nose when I said that.
2: Yeah, forty-seven percent say they should, while forty-six percent say they should not. So that's. So this is a clearly an issue on which Americans are divided.
0: That's a pretty even divide too.
2: Yes. And the, the question officially, just so we have the question, do you think stores and businesses should greet their customers with happy holidays or season's greetings instead of Merry Christmas out of respect for people of different faiths? And out of all Americans, 47% say yes, they should. Okay. Out of respect. Yeah. And 46% say no, they should not. Okay. They should not respect.
0: <laughs> well, I don't think it's about not respect because I, my opinion, if there, if there, is there a box that says, I don't fucking care because that's where I would be but I'd, I mean we celebrate christmas culturally we don't put up a tree or anything but does it if someone said happy hanukkah to me it wouldn't be offensive to me that would be that's what they that's what they celebrate you know what i mean
2: yeah
0: it's like if you say happy happy thanksgiving to someone who's a jehovah's witness who doesn't celebrate thanksgiving mm-hmm. should they be offended by that That's just—I don't know—it's weird. Anyway, go on. I'm—I'm shoehorning my dumbass in here. Continue.
2: Well, to answer your question, before you force me to move on, um, (laughs) they—they did have an option for don't know, or you could just refuse to answer the question. Yeah. So, um, yes, that was an option. They're not going to force you to answer the question, yes or no. Right. So they broke this down by Republican, Democrat, Independent. Democrats are more than twice as likely as Republicans to say that stores should use more general greetings, such as happy holidays, 66% versus 28% respectively. Hmm. Two thirds, 67% of Republicans say stores and businesses should greet their customers with Merry Christmas. Who fucking
0: cares? Political
2: independents are about evenly divided, with 44% preferring Happy Holidays and 48% preferring Merry Christmas. So I I loved what John Oliver had to say on this issue. It was all holidays matter.
0: All holidays matter. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> to challenge the uh, all lives matter, yeah. Black Lives Matter debates because conservatives challenge that and say, well, no, all lives matter. Yeah, yeah. But then they're sitting here with this holiday issue saying, no, you must say Merry Christmas. Yeah. I don't care what you celebrate. You have to say Merry Christmas.
0: This entire issue is something that really helped put Fox News on the map. Back in the day when I think even before Bill O'Reilly jumped on the bandwagon, there was a guy named John Gibson who was really on this war on Christmas thing. And it helped propel them, you know, uh, solidifying the the culture war in America that which they have fueled for, you know, 20 years now, 21 years. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't remember this ever being an issue until Fox News really ran with it. That who cares about Merry Christmas or I don't know. Maybe I'm the, the, the odd man out that I don't really care at all. Mm
2: hmm. Yeah, and then there's a religious divide as well, one that you would expect there to be. 65% of white evangelical Protestants and 58% of Catholics say stores should say Merry Christmas. (laughs) Um, And then you have unaffiliated Americans that 58% say that they should say Happy Holidays, and non-white Protestants, 56% say that they should say Happy Holidays. Hmm. So. An expected religious divide there as well, but well, it's you- also a
0: cultural divide of people of of color
2: mm-hmm.
0: who who recognize oppression. Yeah, so like a black Christian, it's like, yeah, I, I say Merry Christmas for me, but I understand being oppressed and being in, in, in a minority, and uh, I, I don't want to put that on somebody else. I, I that's that's an interesting perspective too.
2: Yeah, something that you mentioned. Uh, celebrating Christmas as a cultural holiday Mm -hmm. rather than a religious holiday, uh, it appears as though it is declining viewing Christmas as a religious holiday. Hmm. That more and more people are thinking of Christmas as more of a cultural tradition. So uh, the question was, thinking of the way you personally celebrate Christmas, is it a strong religious holiday, somewhat religious, or not too religious?
0: I would say, let me... And this is, we're taking this out into left field here, but I would say that the more that Christians do things like back Roy Moore, child molesters who put politics and partisanship ahead of their religious faith, of their deeply held religious convictions, when they do that, they cheapen holidays like Christmas. And I think people are going to be more apt to. View Christmas as a cultural, not religious type of uh, observance. Mm-hmm. I, I just a thought that came to mind.:
2: Well, for the Americans who are celebrating christmas, uh forty three percent say that it is a strong religious holiday hmm. for them um, while twenty nine percent say it's somewhat religious, and then twenty seven percent say that it is not too religious. Huh. so kind of <clears throat> so kind of going away.
0: I remember, and I grew up in a super religious household, I don't, like, we've talked to our friend of the show, Jeremy Holmes, of the On Hiatus Nerd Out Loud podcast, and he they used to sing, like, happy birthday to Jesus and shit like that as kids. We never, ever did that. We knew what the holiday was about, but we didn't have specific religious observance on Christmas Day. Mm. It was just a lot of presents and shit, you know? Yeah. So, I I didn't even grow up with it being hyper insane religious. Yeah. Other than knowing that that's what it was about.
2: Right. Um, This is kind of off topic, but this is a section in this report. And I wanted to talk about it because I found it fascinating. Blocking friends on social media. Okay. Okay.
0: That's in this, yeah, wow,
2: only thirteen percent of the public say they blocked, unfriended, or stopped following someone on social media because of what they posted about politics. <laughs> How That's, is that possible?
0: only thirteen percent yes i've I've been blocked
2: I've been blocked too. I feel like most people I know have been blocked. is that bad <laughs>
0: i don't I don't block we yes. don't even like on the Facebook page for the show. we don't block or. Or disallow someone from commenting.
2: Well, here's here's what they did. They broke it down by political affiliation. So nearly it's one a weird th-
0: thing to have as, as an addendum to this Merry Christmas thing.
2: Well, part of it is talking to like your family about politics hmm. during the holidays, oh, like okay. things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Nearly one quarter, twenty four percent of Democrats say they blocked, unfriended, or stopped following someone on social media after the election because of their political posts. Hmm. Fewer than one in ten Republicans, nine percent. And 9% of uh, independents report eliminating people from their social media circle. 24% of Democrats and 9% of Republicans.
0: Well, the, it's following that fucking trope of delicate snowflakes finding their safe place.
2: And Democratic women are most likely to block friends because of political views.
0: Hmm. I don't I have a problem with that.
2: And Republican women more than Republican men as well. Oh, so, really? Yeah.
0: Hashtag sensitive lades.
2: (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Send the emails to Jesse.
0: That's that's surprising to me. Because Mm -hmm. all the women in my life are bold, aggressive, you know, fuck you. I'm not backing down.
2: Yeah, I would be interested to see um, like a reason kind of going along with it. Was it just offensive content? Was it the way in which an argument took place? Yeah. Because... I have been called horrible things in political arguments from like a dumb bitch to uh, just dumb bitch is the only thing coming to mind. (laughs) (laughs) Really hit home. There is a good t-shirt for us. (laughs)
0: Hashtag dumb bitch.
2: Yeah. um, But I wonder if women maybe get more of that abuse but even as i'm saying that i don't believe no that, I, I think so. that, I could,
0: that could very well be true i think a lot of i've seen comments from like jesus christ that's it's 2017 man what wh- wh- why where would you think that's uh, acceptable to say that to a woman
2: yeah yeah i wanna... even
0: like i see the vitriol like even toward like tommy Laren. yes like it listen if you that's tweet at me and you say something about tommy Laren needing to be on her knees i'm i'm gonna ignore the fuck out of you that's that's not that's not that's not a position. Her ideas are so easily dismantled and, and uh and rebuffed that you don't need to make a sexual comment.
2: Yeah, there's no need to talk about dicks.
0: Yeah, just why do you gotta bring a dick into it?
2: That that's the question of the year.
0: That should be the <laughs> title of the episode. Why do you gotta bring a dick into it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good question.
0: All right. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this fascinating segment? Keegan.
2: Marissa and Bethany.
0: Marissa and Bethany. Jesse. Jesse. Not you. Definitely not me. (laughs) That would be giving money to Patreon. Yes. Since they take a
2: percentage. That is correct. (laughs) Thank you all
0: for your generous support and dedication to the show, helping us move the conversation forward episode by episode. It is you generous people who are making our bonus content possible. You are producing that content for the rest of the audience. So if you out there who have not uh, joined the Patreon family, if you want to be a part of producing that content and, and providing it to the rest of the audience, do that. Go to dollamore.com slash Patreon. We appreciate you. Also, as you heard at the beginning of the show, this is Cyber Monday. A whole new kind of opportunity to throw away a bunch of money.
2: Yep. <laughs> it is exactly what it is. And
0: if you're going to take part of Cyber Monday, um, which I'm not advocating, I think all this shit is weird getting mm-hmm. sucked into the marketing of it all. But if you're going to do it, <laughs> because you're going to buy presents or whatever and you find some good deals. If you're going to
2: do it after Jesse has judged you for it. I'm
0: not judging people who do it. Okay. I'm just, if you're going to do it. Yes. Uh, frenzy. If you're going to do it, (laughs) uh, dollamore.com slash Amazon. Yes. And that is another way to help produce the show, to help support the show.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, We get a little bit, like a little commission off those. You don't pay any more. And like we always say, if you're going to spend your money anyway, why not help support your favorite show filled with news news and ridiculous comment.
2: On that, I do want to say something. We got an email from uh, Kevin, and he was wondering if the link works in Canada, because uh. he follows the link and then selects Canada, and it takes him to the Canadian Amazon. It
0: should <laughs> It should do that, yeah, because it, what it does is it puts a cookie in your browser, and then for that session, you're searching under our affi- affiliate link. Yes. I, it should, but I don't fucking know. I'm... Goddamn dumb guy. Who, who knows?
2: The answer is we think so. <laughs> Our answer
0: really is uh, it's the thought that counts, even if not.
2: Yes. Thank you, Kevin.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Stalemocracy facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism.
0: First, let's begin with what is likely to become Donald Trump's new trope relative to these sexual harassment claims. It is being reported by the Daily Beast right now that he is, I mean, seriously, he must think his followers are the stupidest bunch of hillbillies
1: Donald Trump, baby.
0: in the entire world because he is is asserting, and he has asserted twice in private, that the Access Hollywood tape is quote-unquote fake, that it's doctored, that it did not happen, even though he apologized for it. He went on and did his hostage video (laughs) where he apologized.
2: Yeah, for the first time in his life. For
0: locker room talk. Remember, uh, that was locker room talk. That was locker room talk. That was locker room talk. Mm -hmm. Well, now apparently it never happened at all. It was fake. That's totally doctored, totally fake. Mm -hmm. Well, then why wouldn't he have said that earlier on and not locker room talk?
2: Yeah, it is interesting. And although he said during the election that he loves the poorly educated voters. He did say that. It seems weird to go back on this. And because he's saying it to two separate people in private, you have to wonder if he's like testing the waters to see how. (laughs) How
0: it's received.
2: Yeah, how people respond when he says it. Yeah. And then if they respond favorably and don't question it. Um, Maybe
0: he's going to run with it. Yeah,
2: like tweet it one day. We're going to wake up and he's going to be... I saw the Borowitz report um, said that... (laughs) Donald Trump says that it's not him on the tape, it's Hillary mimicking him. Um, (laughs) So, just so you know, that's the Borowitz report. It's not true. Right, right, that's satire. Um, But you have to wonder if we're going to wake up and see some sort of tweet that says that. <laughs> it wouldn't shock me. I, what, what
0: what I always question when a crazy story like this happens surrounding Donald Trump is just how stupid his fan base is. Like, if he was to say something wild and insane, like he had a conversation with Jesus and he's the one who's supposed to remain president forever, what percentage of his unwashed, uneducated, low-information masses... Would start saying that well, well, He said he talked to Jesus. Why would he lie about that? Because this denial is almost as insane as that.
2: I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's every day when I wake up and look at his Twitter feed, I'm shocked by yeah. what's happening. I mean, today you have the fake news trophy tweet, which is just horrifying. Yeah. Um, saying your favorite president, parenthetically, me. <laughs> and then you look at the tweet, and it says tens of thousands of retweets. Yeah. And so you're you're tens wonder- of
0: thousands of morons.
2: Yeah. You're, well, you're wondering who is retweeting this, who is favoriting this, who is responding th- to this, saying, "Yeah, that's great," and I don't want to believe that all of these people are, um, as you described, dumb. But people who are still valuing this in him, this behavior, I have to wonder why. Why do they think this is beneficial? How do they think it's helpful? I don't understand. Well, I
0: think it's they, they clearly don't understand the damage that it does to our reputation as a nation. They don't understand the damage that it does by emboldening despots around the world who try to throw out this trope about not trusting the media, trust me and my regime. Right. North Korea. Yeah. That's the kind of shit they do. Maduro in Venezuela, that's the kind of shit he does. Putin, killing journalists. Take take the word of the state, not these treasonous journalists who lie about us. Mm-hmm. So what does it do? It's look, even the president of the United States says that these media outlets are fake news. That they are not to be trusted. That they are an enemy of not only the truth, but an enemy of the state. What he's doing is emboldening dictators. He's emboldening strongmen. That's a fucking problem.
2: Well, he's also, with this Access Hollywood thing, he's... Um, getting closer and closer to gaslighting all of us. Yeah. Where...
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, continuing to do so. Yeah,
2: we know what we heard. That was you. You walked off the bus with Billy Bush. We we saw it. Yeah. It happened. So you're not going to come out and start saying it didn't happen, that it wasn't you.
0: It makes you wonder, is he just a dumb guy, though? It makes me wonder that because... On Thanksgiving Day, he was with some Coast Guard service members, talking about the invisible, <laughs> the invisible F thirty five, as though it's Wonder Woman's plane. Listen to this:
3: uh, With the Air Force wearing a lot of planes, in particular the F thirty five fighter jet, which is you know almost like an invisible fighter. I was asking the Air Force guys. I said, "How good is this plane?" They said, well, sir, you can't see it. I said, yeah, but in a fight, you know, a fight like I watch on the movies, the fight, they're fighting. How good is it? They say, well, it wins every time because the enemy cannot see it. Even if it's right next to it, it can't see it. I said, that
2: helps. I don't <sighs> You know what bothers me about that clip is his use of like I see in the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you mean
0: when I'm watching Top Gun, is it just like that?
2: You know, he's surrounded by service members Yeah, that are actually living those experiences. And so to say, oh, like what I see in the movies, you're just, what are you doing?
0: Let me tell you something. When I was in the military, and I think this goes for the vast majority of military members. When they watch a movie about the military, they pick the fucking movie apart Mm -hmm. on the mistakes that are made. Yeah. Where the rank is placed on sleeves... The, the 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 lingo that they use, mm-hmm. all of that that stuff is is completely
2: the just, saluting with a oh, hat yeah. on.
0: Yeah, so in the Marine Corps, you don't salute with your cover on, with your hat on. Mm-hmm. Like in uh, what is it the the Aaron Sorkin, A Few Good Men, mm-hmm. and he's saluting all over the place without his cover on. <laughs> well, you don't do that. Those little things they make a difference to military. So what I'm saying is. For him to bring up the movies they're all internally rolling their fucking eyes like yeah that because they always get it right yeah but it's not the first time he's talked about the invisible plane he also did it at that meeting outside with the 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 leaders of the Puerto Rico uh, disaster relief effort listen to this
3: so amazing that we're ordering hundreds of millions of dollars worth of new airplanes for the Air Force Especially the F thirty five. Do you like the F thirty five? It's a game changing, technological, awesome airplane. I said, How does it do it in fights? And how do they do it in fights with the F thirty five? Said we do very well. You can't see it. You literally, you can't see it. So it's hard to fight a plane that you can't see, right? So we like that. But that's an expensive plane that you can't see. <laughs> oh my and god! As you probably heard, we cut the price very substantially something that other administrations would never have done that I can tell you
0: that I can tell you you literally can't see it literally you can't see it when you're right next to it uh yeah you can
2: so isn't this frightening having someone who <laughs> is in charge of the nukes talking about the movies and an invisible jet and how things are in the movies
0: yeah it's, well, this is someone who
2: isn't grasping the reality that's right. of the he's, situation that's right he's detached
0: from the actual situation. Listen to this interview with Admiral Mullen, who used to be the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And he is talking about the problem that he sees with all of these generals involved with the administration, especially where it relates to John Kelly doing any goddamn thing that Trump says to do.
4: How did we get here to a point where we are depending on retired generals for the stability of our system. And what happens if that bulwark breaks? First of all, I have been in too many countries globally where the generals, if you will, gave great comfort to their citizens. That is not the United States of America.
5: That was former Joint Chiefs Chairman Admiral Mike Mullen, and he joins us now. Good morning, Admiral. Good to see you.
4: Good morning, Martha.
5: What do you mean by that? What are your concerns?
4: Well, I've I've, uh, talked with people across the country since President Trump came in that actually take great comfort in the fact that three generals, General Kelly, General McMaster, and uh, General General Mattis, all served this president. Uh, And in what has been a pretty chaotic first year, They are dependent on those three individuals for uh, stability, calmness, uh, reasoned views for the future. Um, And uh, the worry that I have actually is uh, they're also really for the first time in their lives inside the White House and inside this political environment, which uh, I certainly grew to understand over four years as chairman. It's a very difficult environment. It's a foreign environment to all of them, and so they're trying to get their job done while uh, operating in an environment, a political environment, that uh, they're adjusting to. So I have concerns with respect to how that uh, outcome, how good outcomes come out of that.
5: And and this civilian military divide. I know few people realize this that General McMaster is still active duty. So do you think he should be supporting policy publicly?
4: Uh, I think the role of the national security advisor is to uh, really just present options, uh, almost be neutral in that regard. Uh, I think General McMaster got out a little early on policy Uh, in recent weeks and months. I think he's been much more subdued in that regard. His main job is to tee up options for the national security apparatus and the president to make decisions.
5: And and John Kelly is, of course, retired, uh, but he seems to be all in supporting policy. Does that bother you?
4: I think that's uh, that's true. I mean, certainly uh, uh, what happened uh, very sadly a few weeks ago uh, when he was uh, in, in a position to uh, both defend the president uh, uh, in terms of uh, what happened with a Gold Star family.
3: In, in, uh, and in, and, in and the then Niger.
4: he ends up, then John ends up politicizing uh, the death of his own son in the in the wars. Uh, is indicative of uh, the fact that he clearly... Uh, is very supportive of the president no matter what uh, and that uh, that was really a sad moment for me
5: and and of course Mike Flynn also as a retired general and didn't last very long is the Mike Flynn you're seeing now under investigation the same Mike Flynn you knew as an intelligence officer
4: no i i didn't i don't know the Mike Flynn that i've seen since he made a decision to uh, endorse very strongly and publicly president trump I, I was very concerned about him speaking at the Republican convention, as I was with John Allen speaking at the Democratic,
5: the Democratic convention. because
4: I think it sends the wrong message to the American people and it, in terms of politicizing the military and un, actually undermining institutions they care so much about. So it's good to hear,
0: and this isn't a toot of my own horn, but it is good to hear a thoughtful man like retired admiral, former Joint Chiefs of Staff chairman, Mullen saying that he believes John Kelly is in it with the president, he supports the president no matter what. Mm -hmm. That is a problem when any American supports the president no matter what. Yes. He went on to say in the interview that we're not going to play, but he went on to say that he doesn't really, well, I'm paraphrasing here, that he doesn't necessarily buy into the fact that Um, there would be a a stopgap measure to prevent nuclear weapons from being launched because it would be a quote-unquote illegal order from the president. He thinks that the president does have legal authority to launch nuclear weapons relative to North Korea, and it would probably go off without a hitch. There wouldn't be any pushback, and that's a problem too.
2: Well, that's the whole. <laughs> that's how we got into this situation. Yeah, is people not thinking critically and challenging people when necessary. Yeah, you you can't just support someone because they're on your team. Th- there are still problems that people have and issues that need to be sorted out, even though you're they're on your team. Yeah, and I've been seeing people say things like you know about Al Franken and and whoever that. Well, at least Democrats are on the right side of most issues so that that's what it comes down to and it's like whoa <laughs> whoa um we need to step away from this this kind of thinking and be able to critique those in our own party those who identify with what we identify with and yeah this is so critical to moving forward and not being in the situation that we're in right now
0: absolutely uh, the other thing that Mullen talked about there is the Michael Flynn situation. That this Michael Flynn that we know today, that we see today, is nothing like the Mike Flynn he served with, that he knew. He he challenged that he should not have appeared at the, at the Republican National Convention. Um, that might be changing. Speaking of the loyalty of Mike Flynn... Uh, There are reports right now that Mike Flynn's team, his legal team, has told the White House that they can no longer talk about the investigation. And there there are theories that that's not good.
2: According to the New York Times... Lawyers for Michael Flynn, President Trump's former national security advisor, notified the president's legal team in recent days that they could no longer discuss the special counsel's investigation, according to four people involved in the case, an indication that Mr. Flynn is cooperating with prosecutors or negotiating a deal.
0: And that is not good for Donald Trump, mainly because Mike Flynn was in this from the beginning, Mike Flynn was at the highest levels of meetings. He will know if Donald Trump knew. And if he's flipping, it won't just be to protect himself. It'll also be to protect his son. And there's who you think he's more loyal to, goddamn Donald Trump or his dumb kid. It is for sure his blood that he will back up. So that we'll
2: see what happens there. Well, and then ABC News is reporting today, quote, the lawyer for President Donald Trump's former national security advisor, Michael Flynn, met Monday morning with members of special counsel Robert Mueller's team, the latest indication that both sides are discussing a possible plea deal. President Trump's legal team confirmed late last week that Flynn's attorney, Robert Kellner, alerted them that he could no longer engage in privileged discussions about defense strategy in the case, a sign that Flynn is preparing to negotiate with prosecutors over a deal that could include Flynn's testimony against the president or senior White House officials.
0: All good news. More, more, more confidence in Mueller that he is a cutthroat uh tactician relative to prosecution. He's getting it done. He knows where to pl- apply pressure. And uh, Flynn and his son is a pressure point. Do not think he's not. He, he is. So let, let, let's, let I want to move on, uh, but I want to talk about something you just talked about. And that is kind of this, we're going to move into the sexual harassment thing that's going on with with uh, Senator Franken and John Conyers, both Democrats. Um, and this rallying around them. Nancy Pelosi coming out, fucking coward Nancy Pelosi, Uh, ditching any semblance of credibility on the issue of protecting women, any issue of being a feminist and pro-woman. Senator Franken gave an interview in Minnesota, and he talked about the fact that he is embarrassed and uh, he needs to earn back the, the, the faith and confidence of the American people. Here's some of that.
6: As lawmakers return to Capitol Hill, sexual misconduct scandals are rocking both chambers of Congress. Minnesota Senator Al Franken breaking his silence in his first interview since accusations emerged against him. Our chief national correspondent, Tom Yamas is here with more on that as Franken heads back to the Hill this morning. Good morning, Tom.
1: Amy, good morning to you. Senator Al Franken says he's both embarrassed and ashamed of allegations of sexual misconduct with at least four women, and he's ready for whatever an ethics investigation uncovers.
7: I've let people down.
1: For the first time, Senator Al Franken answering questions and apologizing on camera, telling Minneapolis TV station WCCO about some of the sexual harassment allegations brought against him.
7: I'm not going to make any excuses. I am uh, embarrassed and ashamed of uh, of, uh, some of what has come out.
1: Franken's public mea culpa comes 10 days after radio news anchor Leanne Tweeden said Franken forcibly kissed her and took this photo groping her while the two were working together on a USO tour. Tweeden telling Robin why she came forward.
6: I just wanted him to understand what he did was wrong.
1: Franken says he's ashamed of the photo and reached out to tweet it.
7: I apologized to her and I meant it. And she she was gracious enough to accept my apology.
1: Three other women, including 33-year-old Lindsay Menz, said they were victims of Franken's groping. Menz says he grabbed her backside during this photo at the state fair. So you think it was clearly he knew what he was doing?
6: I
7: I think I was, absolutely.
1: And though Franken says he's apologized to all the women who felt violated, he says he doesn't remember these other cases.
7: I don't remember these particular photos,
1: but when asked if he had ever placed his hand on a woman's backside during one of those photos
7: I take thousands and thousands of pictures we sometimes in crowded and chaotic situations uh, I can't say I haven't done that
1: the Minnesota Democrat says his wife of more than 40 years along with her two children are all supporting him and he has no plans to resign Before politics, Franken rose to fame as a writer and performer on Saturday Night
7: Live. I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me.
1: 36 women from that show, current and former cast and crew, signed a letter supporting him, saying he never acted inappropriately around them.
0: But the show also took him to task. And sure, this was taken before Franken ran for public office, but it was also taken after he was a sophomore in high school. It's pretty hard to be like, oh, come on, he didn't know any better. He was only 55. Senator Franken
1: was also asked during those interviews if he thinks more women will come forward. He says he doesn't know because these initial women coming forward have been a shock to him and his family.
2: So the the letter from the SNL woman, thirty six women signed this letter, mm-hmm. and one of the things that they said in it was, "quote In our experience, we know Al as a dedicated and devoted family man, a wonderful comedic performer, and an honorable public servant. That is why we are moved to quickly and directly affirm that after years of working with him, we would like to acknowledge that not one of us has ever experienced any inappropriate behavior, and mention our sincere appreciation that he treated us with the utmost respect and regard." Um,
0: you laugh, you chuckle.
2: Well, th- their sincere appreciation that he treated them like human beings. Right. I don't know. That's, oh yeah. I get, it's kind of yeah, weird, yeah. but, um, yeah. just because they didn't experience something inappropriate doesn't mean that something inappropriate didn't happen with someone else. Yeah. It, it just seems very strange that people are having, um, difficulty grasping this concept. I'm also running into a lot of people who, um, are saying, well, it doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense here's a tip just because something doesn't make sense to you doesn't mean that it's not true or factual. Um, In fact, something being true doesn't need, it doesn't need to make sense to you to be true. That's true. You catch up and you, you can figure that out. Right. Um, But I've, I've seen people using that as a defense here. Like, well, wait, it doesn't make sense to me that Leanne Tweeden was engaging in this like sexual skit with him and then felt as though he went too far. Okay, it doesn't need to make sense to you, I guess. That shouldn't be a defense for Al Franken, because it doesn't make sense to you.
0: Well, the other thing I'm seeing is that, well, she has appeared on Hannity's show. She used to be a regular fixture on Red Eye on Fox News. Oh, it must be a, a political thing. Well, let's say that it is. Let's say that she's just trying to get revenge because she's a conservative. If he did this, it doesn't fucking matter. All it means is he uh, physically abused someone who's a conservative. And if all of these women are all Republicans coming out, that he touched their asses, it doesn't matter. All it means is he abused someone who was a conservative. And if all the Democratic women are keeping their mouths shut, well, you know, that's their choice. He's not denying that any of this happened.
2: Well, I want to say one more thing because it's interesting. He would know if he's grabbing people's asses during photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not saying I never grabbed I have never grabbed someone's ass during a photo. He That's gives, not something that I would do.
0: He gives a convoluted bullshit. Oh, I've taken thousands of photos and In cramped spaces. And, uh. so I can tell I've taken a lot of photos and if i've ever like touched someone on their butt in in, in the in the chaos of, of a group of people it would be like oh hey sorry mhm or uh because you've encroached on their space even if you're all cramped in if you touch them in a private area you you acknowledge it and you move on it's not you, uh, uh. and if it happens all the time <laughs> if it happens all the time that's no. It's a
2: really cramped area. Yeah.
0: I mean, you, well, you're you so fumbly you can't fucking, oh,
2: because if you're doing <laughs> it
0: to women, you're also doing it to men. Why would you only be touching women on the ass in a crowded photo situation? It's a good point. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much.
2: You know, something else I, I saw was this article. Um, Someone said, I'm a victim of sexual assault and Leanne Tweeden um, insults my experience or something. Hmm. Because they said that her experience wasn't as... As bad as theirs. Bad as theirs. Yeah. And this is, this is problematic as well. And people have been sharing this. And I understand where that person's coming from as a victim of abuse myself. I think it's problematic because you can't judge someone else's experience based on your experience. Yes, you know, people experience different traumas. And some of them are worse than others. But those traumas also affect people differently and I think it's hard to determine what someone else is feeling yeah. um, unless you talk to them.
0: Well, and I- imagine if we lived in a world where if you get in a car wreck and you get whiplash, sorry, we're not going to do anything for you. But oh, you lost an arm? Okay, that's good. that's big enough. We could do something for you. Damage is damage. Abuse is abuse. It all needs to be um Met with consequence.
2: I think Leanne Tweeden said she doesn't want him to resign. She wanted him to apologize. Yeah, She got her apology. She accepted it. Yeah. So it's not as though she's out there trying to say, I'm not going to stop until Al Franken is ruined. Uh, That's not my perspective on her. Um, So the reaction to her has been particularly confusing for me. But I don't know.
0: Me too. Well, today, just hours ago, uh, he gave a live statement to the media, and I was going to play the whole thing, but it's like six or eight minutes long. There's one part that bothered me about it, and it's a really quick 30-second or so clip that I want to talk about, and it really leads me to believe he's not taking responsibility for what he did. Some women, and
7: one is is too many, who feel that I have done something uh, disrespectful and that's hurt them, and for that, I am, I am tremendously sorry. And I know that I am uh, going to have to be much more conscious um, when, in in these uh, circumstances, uh, much more careful, much more sensitive, and that this um, uh, that this will not happen again going forward.
0: How do you know it won't happen again going forward if you didn't know it happened the first time, Al Franken? How do you know that? How can you guarantee it won't happen again? Are you not going to take any more photos? Or are you only going to do it when there's an open area and there's not a lot of people? The other part of that that bothers me, and I want to know what you think, who, there's all these women who feel I have done something hurtful. And for that, I'm tremendously sorry. So is he sorry for what he did or is he sorry that they feel like he did something hurtful? Well, it's a convoluted fucking apology. Well,
2: this is what's difficult about not taking responsibility for it. The thing is he doesn't want to call them liars. That's what's happening. Right.
0: Because he's liberal. Yes. Liberal guy. He says,
2: I want to believe the women. I want to validate their experience. (laughs) Okay, but on, on the one hand, you're saying you want to validate their experience. On the other hand, you're, you're not admitting that you did it, and you are also not denying that you did it. So right. it's kind of confusing because <laughs> we don't really have an answer. Um, and, and this goes to the question of how, how do we determine which allegations are legitimate and which are not? Because Al Franken, I'm sure, has positions on many of the politicians that have been accused. Yeah. So, why is including
0: he, Donald Trump?
2: Why is his case different? Because exactly ma- right. many of the Donald Trump allegations are of groping. Yeah. Are of him touching a woman on the plane, of him touching a woman, you know, at the wherever. bar
0: under her dress.
2: Yeah. So, a lot of his allegations are also groping, like these Al Franken allegations. Yeah. Does he, How does he feel about those groping allegations against Trump?
0: I think we know. The other member of Congress, John Conyers, the longest serving member of the House of Representatives, is stepping down from the Judiciary Committee, but not from the House in general. Listen to this.
8: Congressman John Conyers, the Michigan Democrat and longest serving member in the House, says he is stepping down as ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee. This in direct response to the congressional investigation into sexual harassment and workplace abuse allegations leveled against Conyers by former staffers. In a statement, Conyers says, quote, I deny these allegations, many of which were raised by documents reportedly Paid for by a partisan alt-right blogger, I very much look forward to vindicating myself and my family before the House Committee on Ethics. I cannot in good conscience allow these charges to undermine my colleagues in the Democratic caucus and my friends on both sides of the aisle in the Judiciary Committee and the House of Representatives end quote there. A senior Democratic aide tells CNN that Conyers' decision to step aside as ranking member comes after days of House Minority Leader Nancy uh, Pelosi working behind the scenes with Conyers and other Congressional Black Caucus members to lay the groundwork for Conyers to step aside gracefully in that matter. Uh, Joining me now, CNN's Kaylee Hartung. So Kaylee, that statement from Pelosi, uh, also coming after she spoke out earlier today uh, on the Sunday talk shows on Meet the Press. Uh, She had... I guess, varying comments about Conyers, his legacy and these ongoing investigations.
2: Well this morning on Meet the Press, Nancy Pelosi uh, went so far as to call Conyers an icon. She refused to criticize him and she said, we are strengthened by due process. But now with a better understanding, we believe, of the conversations that were ongoing uh, behind the scenes between Conyers and Pelosi and the other members of the Black Congressional Caucus, it may help us better understand why she she
6: kept saying this morning she believed Conyers would do the right thing.
2: And so again, my question here is: why does she feel differently about Trump? Is she talking about due process for Trump's allegations? Or Roy
0: Moore, which she's spoken about.
2: Exactly. Um, and why is this different? Because Conyers actually paid money. That's right. Th- well, that's what I was gonna sexual say. Sexual harassment case.
0: He's talking all oh, these charges by a right-wing blogger. You mean the fact that they paid for documents that prove that you settled sexual harassment cases where you were abusing your staff, people who work for you, people who are subordinate to you? Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter if you did it. Why does it matter the source of the revelation?
2: Is she also going to be tweeting her support for Bill O'Reilly and advocating due process for him?
0: Yeah. Yeah. God damn.
2: Someone who has also paid out money. For sexual harassment, 32 million dollars.
0: Them saying that, well, we want to create an atmosphere where he can step aside gracefully. They're only gracefully is disgracefully how he should step aside. It doesn't matter how iconic he is. It doesn't matter how long he served. It doesn't matter any of his other accomplishments if it was it was paved on a road of abuse of employees. None of the other shit matters. If along the way, you were sexually abusing your staff, harassing your staff. I've heard interviews of former staffers of his. And let me tell you, John Conyers isn't hiring Republicans. These are Democrat women, liberal women, where he's they get asked to come into the office and he's in there in his underwear. Get the fuck out of here. That guy needs to go, especially when he's paying massive Uh, settlements that's an admission here's Nancy Pelosi then we're going to wrap it up here here's Nancy Pelosi demonstrating selling out any credibility that she has as an advocate for women coward Nancy Pelosi John Conyers what does that mean for him right now let's say
6: we are strengthened by due process just because someone is accused, you, and, and was it one accusation, is it two? I think there has to be. John Conyers is an icon in our country. He has done a, gr- a great deal to protect women, the Violence Against Women Act, which the left-right wing, right wing is now quoting me as praising him for his work on that, and he did great work on that. But the fact is, uh, as John reviews his case, which he knows, which I don't, I believe he will do, I believe that he will, excuse me, may I finish my sentence, that he will do the right thing.
0: And is the right thing what? resign
6: but th- he will do the right thing in terms of what he knows about his situation that he's entitled to due process but women are reti- entitled to due process right. as well
4: but he, but he got it he took advantage of a situation where he had an, uh, the rules of Congress and I know you
0: guys want to change these rules right. but he got to hide his settlement he got to yeah, his well, accusers had to stop. go through all, all sorts of craziness so stop. why is he entitled <clears throat> to new due process well I, in I this I, case
6: no I, 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 we are talking about what we have heard I've asked the Ethics Committee to review that. Yeah. He has said he'd be open. He, it will cooperate do you believe with the any review.
4: Excuse me? Do you believe John Conyers is accusers? I
6: don't know who they are. Do you? They have not really come forward. And, and that gets so you to you. you don't know if
4: you believe the accusations?
6: <laughs> what That's for the Ethics Committee to review. But I believe he understands what is at stake here, and he will do the right thing.
2: So what we have here is we're getting into this cycle where Democrats are saying, Look at Republicans. They don't have the backbone to call out their own people and get rid of them. And then Republicans say, oh, yeah, well, you're a hypocrite because you're not doing that either. And then they just keep going further and further into their corners saying, well, if you're not going to do it first, then I'm not going to start doing the right thing. Right, right. I'm not going to do the right thing until you do the right thing. Just do the fucking right thing. Yeah, we need to stop. We need to stop because someone needs to start doing the right thing and it isn't about what the other person is doing. I mean, this is like a child mentality of I'm not going to share because Tommy doesn't share. Yeah. You know, we don't care.
0: What's more important to the Democratic Party? The safety and security of women in the workplace? They want equality. They want equal pay. They want women's protection. Fucking step up to the plate, Democrats. Speaker Former Speaker of the House, minority leader, Nancy Pelosi, do the right fucking thing here and support women. It's well, not that goddamn hard if you really call yourself a liberal and a progressive.
2: Well, and it's, again, it's getting frustrating because these arguments are, again, childish. We we need to do the right thing. And it doesn't matter if Republicans are doing the right thing. It doesn't matter if it's risky because right. we don't know if another Democrat will take the place of the Democrat. The right thing has to be done regardless. It doesn't It doesn't matter.
0: It's an affront to these women who have been victimized for her to go on, meet the press and talk like that.
2: And yes, it makes her a hypocrite.
0: You're goddamn that, that right. she's
2: defending him when she believes other allegations. He paid money.
0: Doesn't matter from where they came. Who paid <laughs> for the documents to be released?
2: Yeah, so I, it's frustrating.
0: Do you have an assholes of today?
2: I don't. There were too many, and I couldn't decide.
0: All right. Well, we'll end the show there. We would love to know what you guys think about this six five seven four six four seventy six zero nine. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to I doubt it at We really would like some some feedback here. If you disagree with us, if you think Nancy Pelosi is doing the right thing, if you think that they're they're. There is a maybe. There's a a reason why John Conyers is getting a pass here. Why Al Franken from so many is getting a pass. I would love to know it. We love you guys. We appreciate your listenership and your loyalty to the show. We will see you next time. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollamore, and this has been. I doubt it.
2: I think that you could benefit from an occasional frenzy. is what I'm saying.
0: Hashtag occasional frenzy. (laughs)